today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. The uh, annual report uh, by the Ontario Human Rights Council has uh, been released now. At uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, is when we got our hands on it, looking into some of the biggest issues that impact us today and uh, where we need to go in the future. Uh, Renu Mandani is the uh, Ontario Human Rights Council Chief Commissioner, joining us on the Bill Kelly Show to talk about this. Renu, thank you so much for the time. It's good to have you with us today. Thanks for having me, Bill. Listen, as you look at some of these numbers, uh, are, are we progressing? Are we moving forward on some of these things or spinning our wheels? I think that our report is actually quite optimistic in terms of showing um, the progress that we are making and the impact that, in particular, the Human Rights Commission is having. And, of course, there's always more work to be done. I mean, for example, in our public opinion poll we did last year, um, you know, 66% of people said discrimination was at least somewhat of a problem still in Ontario. And, you know, we've been around for 50 years, and we expect that there will be work for us to do over the next 50 years. But, yes, I think we are, as a society, sort of progressing on key issues that uh, that matter to the communities that we work with. I, I know discrimination is a, is a flash word, point word for an awful lot of people because they say, oh, no, we don't mean to do that. Uh, there's there's blatant discrimination, and we've seen examples of that, certainly, and we've talked about that in the past. But there's there's also almost subliminal uh, discrimination when it comes to, to, to the opportunities that are being presented. And I know that you've broken down uh, your study into a couple of key areas here. Uh, one of them, of course, being child poverty and child welfare, and uh, uh, a very troubling statistic about how uh, both Indigenous and black children are overrepresented in child welfare across Ontario. Yeah, so um, part of what we've tried to do, actually, kind of to get at what you're saying um, about how people don't really understand how systemic discrimination works is one of the things that we've really tried to do is start to collect uh, quantitative data to illustrate what uh, what communities are talking about. And so, for example, we heard uh, from black and indigenous communities over and over again that they felt that their children were being apprehended by child welfare agencies um, at disproportionate numbers. And what we did uh, last year is we uh, collected data from uh, most of the child welfare agencies in the province, including from Hamilton. And what we found is that there was disparity in the, the apprehension of Indigenous black children. And just to give you a sense, in Hamilton, for example, um, Black or Indigenous children were, for example, three times more likely to be apprehended than white children. And obviously, uh, we need child welfare agencies, but what this sort of shows you is that at a trend level, there's a problem here. And certainly, uh, what we we highlighted was that poverty, for example, is higher in these communities because they have less access to the labor market, because they have intergenerational histories of trauma, including slavery. Um, and so how are we going to actually address the root problem? Because at the end of the day, I think all of your listeners would agree that we want families that can take care of their children. And if they're poor, how do we support them so that they can do that? Well, and therein lies part of the problem. And, and, and you're absolutely right. We talk about child poverty and people say, come on, kids can't really be poor. Well, yeah, they can. And, and the, the, but there is a problem here, obviously, with things like education, obviously with a, a possibility of employment. Uh, and and it, the, the challenges, I, I guess, are monumental for everybody who's dealing with poverty right now, but it seems more so for especially those two groups that you've identified. 
Yeah, and that's why actually part of uh, what we're, uh, we highlight in the report is our calls to include a social condition in, uh, as a ground of discrimination. And social condition really is to get at the fact that homeless and poor people face unique forms of discrimination because they're poor. So not only because they may be racialized or have a disability, but that, um, you know, even if you don't identify on any of the other grounds in the code and you're poor, especially in manufacturing towns like Hamilton, we see this where people have lost their usual source of income and they actually face barriers to renting apartments or getting a job precisely because they're on social assistance. And so I think what we're also seeing is that poverty itself is... Uh, starting to be seen as a human rights issue. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.